Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this month on a new edition of Throwback Madness are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. and Joe Rodermel. Feel myself. <laughs> Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguini, the world-renowned YouTube star. This is your boy. <laughs> and... Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. the ladies call him Balo, Alo Aaron Lloyd, welcome to the show. This month's selection belongs to Prep, Super Brawl 6, uh, WCW show, I right off the top, <laughs> I just have to say, it made me physically ill to have to scroll through the WCW menu <laughs> to, to watch this, but I will go to you first, Prep. Was there any underlying reason why you chose this show? Please tell me why. Yeah. For February. I'm kind of curious about this myself. So it was either this or what was the I gave Ron two options. I'll tell you what the other one was. You can keep talking. I said, Ron, you can pick this or this. (laughs) And he was like, oh, well, you know, it's your pick, whatever. (laughs) Oh, fine. I'll pick some WPW show then. Because I definitely didn't want to pick Bad Blood or anything. Or... Um, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Rather, rather watch that. So I was like, WCW it is. It was not as <laughs> bad as I thought. The Let's matches were see. decent. There is something that was really bad, but we'll talk. We'll get to that. There was One something thing, that was really yeah, bad. Yeah, there was a couple things that were couple, really bad. Oh, God. Yo, I've seen way. NWO01 was the other one that you had chosen. And you didn't pick that? <laughs> <laughs> NWO01. No way. That's out. one of the best pay-per-views WWE ever produced, and you didn't pick that? <laughs> I gave Ron the option. <laughs> well, this is your, your pick, so, I mean, the onus has to fall completely on your shoulders. Yeah, here. we were definitely mid-last month's throwback. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I figured it out. I'm trying to cater to those people. Who complain that all we watch is WWF, <laughs> who probably don't even listen to this show anymore. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Gary. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Derek. You probably don't even listen to this show anymore, and you're still going to complain that we don't review old enough shows. Well, I guess we're going to find out <laughs> if Gary or Derek are still listening to Throwback Madness. Yeah, because I'm throwing or, shade all their way. Or if, if maybe the 1996 show will be the one that gets them back on board, we'll see. <laughs> 96. Well, we, done, we did 94. Five in January. We're doing 96 this month. February. Wait till 96. you get my WrestleMania pick. Do we have a pick for Yikes. March yet? Well, is that a we'll listener choice or is that we'll your choice? That. We'll get to that. Okay, so leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. Wait for the end of the show yes. for that. Okay. Sounds like a grand reveal. Yeah. <laughs> so Super Brawl six. I did like my reveal to the show, by the way. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this took place in St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> Hotbed for wrestling. <laughs> um, announced crew of Tony Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Dusty Rhodes. Um, <laughs> Not was, in their prime. No, but I will say I've, I've always said when we talk about WCW that the only thing I liked about the promotion was Chris Jericho. And Dusty Rhodes to me was always so much fun to listen to. Just making up words like yeah. the <laughs> one, the one, I, the one I remember the most is like, oh, he pulled that out of the repetenda, baby. <laughs> and like, what is a repetenda? It's a cross between your uh, your agenda and your repertoire, I guess. Like, uh, <laughs> there's a few times I in the show. I thought he was having an aneurysm announcing he, it because yeah. he just went off on like a he tangent. Pulled, I was like, where'd he, he go? This out of his repetenda, baby. God, I miss Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, Dusty was a treat to listen to, and even Heenan. At this time, I still was really enjoying like the way he was like openly rooting <laughs> for certain guys throughout the night. Like adds root- so much to the always match. forever his whole career rooting against Hogan. Yeah, mm-hmm. always. Um, and yeah. at some point in the show, he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony Schiavone, terrible to me is horrible. Yeah, he's. I hated Tony Schiavone. Uh, In the world's heavyweight title. Yeah, and I remembered exactly (laughs) why I hated Tony Schiavone watching this show. Uh, Prep, I will actually, before we get into the show, (laughs) Alo, would you like to refresh our listeners' memories on our rating system? Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls someone in the window, it's a slobber knock. It's a fantastic show. Get the show stopped. Who wants to go first? 
I'll go first since it was my pick. <laughs> I'm going to just give this show a slobber knocker. Uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. And I was, at this time, I was like five. And I was the biggest Sting fan. Mm-hmm. So, like, two matches with Sting, I can dig it. <laughs> Joseph? Well, this this would have to clearly fall in the jobber category for me. <laughs> I mean, there was no if and buts about it. I, I had expecta- high expectations for some of the matches, but maybe just watching it out of context and not being into the storylines. Like, I could recall any WWE storylines. WCW is a little uh, yeah. iffy. And some of the things that just went down, I, it kind of slowed the pace for me. There's a couple of matches where just entering the ring took 10 minutes of that two... <laughs> we'll was, get to that. There was about, like, 20-minute delay until the match started. Right. Of that two hours and 45 minutes I had to watch, a lot of it was just them trying to get into the ring. And at one point, after one of those long pauses and delays... Tony Schiavone makes a comment about what a great telecast this is. <laughs> yes! Yes! This is a great the telecast. <laughs> you go and watch it on pay-per-view. <laughs> yes. The worst camera shots yeah. I've ever seen. Exactly. Alo, your rating. Well, I'll be a bit generous and give this a low slobber knocker. <laughs> there were things I did like. There were three matches in particular that I did really enjoy. The rest is just like, oh, this was terrible. The thing I enjoyed the most was Ric Flair... Savage, a young Pash, <laughs> Miss Elizabeth, and Nick Patrick's mullet. <laughs> a young Pash. The big show. The giant. Yeah. <laughs> like Nick, Before he was the big show. Yeah, Nick wow. Patrick, he's second on my referee hate list. Yeah. That mullet was very entertaining because it did not work. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> I learned something new this pay-per-view, that he that the, that the giant was the son of An- uh, Andre the Giant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they said that, this right? This is when they yeah. were still like, saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was, he was uh, of the legacy. Yeah, I didn't remember that being a thing. As yep. someone who did not watch any WCW, yeah. I never knew they were claiming. Yeah, because when Andre's I was because when I was a kid, they would run around saying, "Oh, yeah, that's the Andre the Giant's son." That's that's what they were referring to him as. He did look cool with the long hair though. That is so stupid. Like, <laughs> I get it. Like it was a different time that that information might not have been as readily available as it would be mm-hmm. in 2018. But like, still, this wasn't prime Giant yet. No. He, no. He, there was one point in his WCW run where he was like super athletic mm-hmm. and like crazy. He wasn't there yet. Yeah, cut a nice promo. But this uh, was I enjoyed that. This was still good. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the way I watched the main, the two main events, was very entertaining. I had to entertain myself. <laughs> watching that. I'll, get, I'll get to that later. I just had to entertain myself watching. Oh my god! I don't know how you got through it? <laughs> well, I had a rough time. I I enjoyed a lot of the matches, but. The last two, I was like... Oh. No, I entertained myself throughout that match. Cause I was, I, we, we'll get to it. Yeah, my rating would be uh, straight slobber knocker. This actually... And I, I'm actually glad that you picked this for the reason being... This was like a really weird time to be a wrestling fan for me. Like, I, I talk often about how people my age... Like, a lot of people my age are a little older. Hold on so tight to, like, the... Attitude era because when we were little kids, it was like the rock and wrestling Hogan era, and it was like for us. And then when we became like teenagers and like the uh, the new generation started, it was like now we're teenagers. Like Hogan has moved on, and then the Attitude era was only like when we were like in our late teens, early adulthood, and it's like literally this this thing that we loved grew up with us. Like it was age appropriate for us, literally the whole time. Whereas, you know, a five-year-old in 1999, it probably was not exactly age-appropriate anymore. But, like, we literally had it catered to us the whole time. And it's hard to let go of that. But this was almost like like wrestling puberty for me. Like, <laughs> Hogan was kind of like, yeah, he's still Hogan, but who really cares anymore? Hogan and Savage, like, two of the icons of WWF are now in WCW. And it, it was, like, just really weird for me because a lot of the guys in WWF hadn't really fully grown on me yet but all the guys I loved from my childhood were like in this promotion that I hated so it was like really weird but it was interesting it's a confusing to watch. time for you yeah it was it was interesting to watch though through it's that a lot bubbling in a little madness yeah through that lens it was interesting to go back and watch it um, show starts out with public enemy versus <laughs> one of preps favorite tag teams of all time the nasty boys the nasty my boys. boys I got to meet them this week <laughs> how'd you feel about this opener? It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This was the start of the pay-per-view where I noticed this is 96 and 
WCW was clearly behind the times. Mm-hmm. How bad was everybody's hair in this match? And really, the whole pay-per-view, like, when Sting is the one with the most normal hair at this time, <laughs> like, everybody's hair was so bad. It was like... I feel like this was right around the time that a lot of the guys who had mullets were, like, in the process of growing them out. I don't know if all the guys in this match were doing that, though. I think it <laughs> nah, was just They, they were strict hair. mullet. Yeah, Brian Knob still got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a nasty boy style. Yo, talk about a turnaround. Jerry Sags, that dude looks like a businessman when I met him this week. He got all his teeth. Mm-hmm. All he looks normal, best shape <laughs> of his, his life. Yeah, he looked he looked a lot better than you would expect him to. Yeah, um, Brian Knob still looked the same, but one of the nicest guys I ever met. I was like, I went up to him and I'm like, Yo, my favorite shirts of all time. I can't like I really hope that WWE puts them back out. And he's like, Yeah, and he explained to me like the way like they came up with the idea and how they used to make the shirts themselves mm-hmm. because no, really, when WCW tried to make them, they didn't come out right, so they used to make them shirts with paint themselves. Wow. I did not know that. That's an interesting little uh, tidbit. The more yeah. you know. That could have been on, like, the director's cut of the, uh, <laughs> or, like, the director's commentary of this episode. <laughs> I uh, needed it. It was a street fight. <laughs> uh, I have to, one of my notes for this match was Tony Schiavone saying, they're not even wearing wrestling boots. They're wearing tennis shoes. Like, <laughs> what? tennis what? shoes? What? Come on. Wait, yeah. and then Bobby, he, but my only note, and Bobby Heenan follows up with, oh, they're wearing Nikes. They're, they could run away tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it was a street fight. The Nasty Boys won. It was all weapons all the time in this match. Whatever it was, eight or nine minutes long. Everything to the head, even pieces of uh, the table. Yeah, everything. Um, did y'all laugh at the table bump at least? Yes. The I way did. he fell through the table was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. I mean, I, I, being a little different, I, I kind of enjoyed the match. I mean, it looked a little raw at times. I mean, those shots were real shots. I think there was one where they went for, like, a suplex and dropped the dude on his neck. Yeah. Um, it looked pretty raw. I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was an old-school hardcore match. So nah, this, this made you think, anyway. oh, maybe this show is great. Well, I got a little pumped for it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this could be good. This could be good. The opening match, not too bad. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Like, And like I said, watching a lot of guys I kind of grew up on in WWF, in this incarnation of them that I never saw, like there, there was some enjoyment that I that I derived out of it, but the Nasty Boys win, which, and I know if young me was watching this, I definitely would have been full throatedly cheering for the Nasty Boys. Anybody from WWF to beat any of those guys oh, yeah. who sucked in you WWF. You had to. It was almost it was, <laughs> it was almost a given. Um, had Public Enemy been in WCW yet at this time, or no? You mean? Had they, been ECW, in w- had they been in ECW or no? I'm not sure, but they I were don't awful. Either. I was, yeah, they're they're hard. I mean, I can't imagine them ever being like front runner. I guarantee you, most of their matches are all plunder. <laughs> sure or if you're in there with the acolytes, shoots. Yeah, I'm sure they probably acolytes. Are. Uh, we moved on from that match to Mean Gene in the back <laughs> promoting his hotline. Um, Which I love that the network blurs it out, yeah. but he still says it. Right. Uh, um, he mentioned Mike Tanay, and I was like, oh, God, do I got to see Mike Tanay? Luckily, I did not have to see Mike Tanay on this particular evening because uh, he's another one that has my ire. They have such great voices, though. Like Mike Tanay and Tony Schiavone, terrible, but their voices, great. See, I just think I hate them so much. I, I can't even. You give can't them look past that. that. No, you I, can't even hear their voice. If they do have a great voice, I don't like. I do, it just doesn't get yeah. into my ears. I agree with Prep because um, Mike Tanay, he was he used to come on Taz's talk show because Taz would do these like these little countdown shows, and Tanay, Taz, and his um, his producer would do these countdowns, and he he was real really insightful. He does have that good voice that Prep said, but I didn't watch him on WCW, so I don't have quite a disdain for Mike Tanay as you do. Yeah, he he's one of the main culprits of the world's heavyweight <laughs> championship. Um, Conan, the U.S. champion. Oh God! What the hell was he wearing? What was he looking at? This, no. this is, well, he was straight reading. <laughs> he was. He not once looked at the camera. You know what's funny though? We're gonna get to another person mm-hmm. who, when they were doing their promo at the same spot, was not looking at the camera, and I was I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> well, yeah, he was. He was reading to the point that, like, Baron Corbin was like, oh, this guy's reading. <laughs> um, Baron Corbin would be calling him yeah. out. The first thing I did was text Pash, like, C- 
Conan was definitely reading yeah. the teleprompter. Because, like, he's looking down. Mean Gene's looking straight at the camera. I'm like, what is going on? He's really reading a promo. <laughs> he straight up read it directly off of, like, cue cards. And he's wearing an outfit. It looks like he belongs in the Mummers Parade. This was Superstar Conan here. He was there for, what, what'd they say, like, three months? Yeah. And he was already was, the U.S. champ? Mm-hmm. I thought it was a month. Was it a month? It was not long. I do know that. Conan... I mean, if you ever listen to his radio show, he always tells you that he was a big star in Mexico, which he was. <laughs> and then they translated when he came to, well, they tried to translate it when he came to WCW. I like the ring gear. It's like, it's old school looking. Oh, he, definitely looked, he looked like he belonged in the Mummers. At least really he wasn't wearing like Max Moon gear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was. Yeah. I was trying to remember, what was his name? I'm trying to see what exactly you texted me. I can't find it. Um, oh, I just sent you a gif of... Turk saying, oh, hell yeah, from Scrubs. Um, <laughs> I sent you a gif of Turk. So, but you're a big fan of him, right, Prep? I do like Conan. I think he's, you know what's funny? He's somebody who reads off a teleprompter like that, he actually became, like, one of the best promos in pro wrestling at one point. So he's, like, one of the guys I think of when I think of, like, how much I hated WCW. At, like, at that, not this particular time we were watching, but, like, more 98, 99. And just everybody I would see come on there and talk. Just like, why is this guy talking? He sucks. Like, just hated everybody. And he's, like, one of the first guys I think of as a guy who, like, seemed really popular. I'm like, why do you like this guy? I think it was more probably the look that took away from you. Because if you were, like, watching WCW at that time, he was, like, Enzo for that time. Like, he had the good, like, you know... Um, catchphrases where you can kind of latch on to. And you always knew they were coming at the right time. Like... Did he become more of a thug as he, as he developed down Yeah, there? he That's became nice. like a cholo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I remember yeah, watching. Yeah, flannel shirt. Yeah. Only the top Only button. The top button. <laughs> I remember watching that version of Conan. This one was a little, little uh, offset. Yeah, that was, that was K-Dog. Was he like, any, did he, was he good in the ring at all? Yeah, he was real good in the ring. Yeah, because I, I mean, like, how good can you be in the ring with... What what's his one name? One man gang. The one man gang. Like, Jeez. This was after the Akeem gimmick where he was mm-hmm. all fun. He went back to the one man gang. And they, had a, they had blunder. a lot of well rounded wrestlers in that uh, in that roster <laughs> around this time. <laughs> so do you prefer this version of him or do you prefer the later NWO Wolfpack? Version oh of no, him? I I prefer the Wolfpack. Version. I was <laughs> red and black all day. Filthy animals, Conan. Yeah, I, I was digging that. He used to do like this, like roll into a DDT, which I used to love. <laughs> I used to pop for all his high spots. So if you watch him now in that era, does it age well, or is it just something you like then? Uh, for me, it's kind of one of those like nostalgia things, like that I can still look at. Like I still look at him. I still look at Sting. He's not like like I look at Hogan now, and I'm like, oh. but like those guys, I still look at. And I'm like, I still enjoy it. Yeah, looking at Conan now, it's like, oh, he that was Conan back in the day. But yo, Conan yeah. is still to this day one of the best promos. He is. Uh, yeah, he can talk. Yeah, because I mistakenly uh, watched Impact the other day. <laughs> mistakenly, <laughs> and like he was kind of good promo. He really was. How do you mistakenly watch Impact? You know, just scroll, just scrolling through something, and you was like, oh, you're interested. You oh, hit, this can't you, be that bad. Yeah, this, can be, <laughs> this can't be that bad. I see Conan, and then I see uh, Laurel Van Ness. I'm like, okay, let me turn this on. <laughs> okay, it can't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Prep, something you've mentioned a few times on this show is WWF slash WWE's lack of ability to properly utilize uh, Latino wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Do you look at Conan as someone that they, not WWE, obviously, but that like WCW did do the right things with? They or do you think it was still lacking even when it comes to him? No, they definitely tried. For, for WCW... They definitely had a formula that worked to push the Latino wrestlers way better. Like, especially when cruiserweights became more mm-hmm. prominent. It was not even just Latino. It was all of, you know, the different right. races yeah. and ethnicities. Like, Japanese wrestlers always translated really well there. Mexican wrestlers, all that stuff really translated well because they had their time slot allotted. So you always went and... Into the show knowing that, yo, I'm going to see some fire. Like, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, this is going to be awesome. Or Psychosis versus anybody, this yeah. is going to be great. Like, yeah. they always had their formula that worked for them. That's why I don't understand why Raw and SmackDown can't build a formula to have these guys shine at certain points. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I think on WWE, they try to, like, <clears throat> 
they want them to over embrace it when it's just simple like okay you know what you are but WWE they try to like they want you to talk a lot when you when you're um Spanish or whatever they want you to do all this other stuff when you don't really need to in WCW what they did was they just do it they pigeonholed them but they were the best part of WCW for years they really were yeah there I mean this might not be the week to talk about it because I, I there was some things that WWE did this week, the week after the Royal Rumble, where I enjoyed somebody with another ethnicity mm-hmm. <laughs> being pushed. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, at some point. Dan, yeah. Dan, Dan. Next match, we had Johnny B. Bad <laughs> as the TV champion, uh. who would very soon after be known as, I don't remember if he came in as Marvelous Mark Marrow. I think it was Marvelous mm-hmm. Mark Marrow when he started. And he eventually became the wild man Mark Marrow. Uh, but Johnny B. Bad versus with the Diamond Doll against Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> Johnny B. Bad throwing frisbees out into the ring or out into the crowd. Like to me, I, I was like, that's I feel like something that like Bailey would do. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond Doll working hard. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not being bad. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed every second of this match. I really did. Listen, so, I don't care what anybody says. Johnny B. Bad. Way better than Mark Marrow. Yes. Any incarnation of Mark Marrow. So yeah, when you when you listed this and they started reading off the card, that was one of the things I said is like Johnny B. Bad to me is something I look back fondly on because it was such a different type of character. It was ridiculous. so ridiculous. Like, hey, let's make you look like little Richard, like of all things, in <laughs> mid the mid nineties. Um and clearly it worked because like I've heard Mick Foley say, I think he said it on the Monday Night Wars shows. Mick Foley said, like, I got brought in in 1996, but I was behind guys, like, they were really high on, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mark Marrow. And, like, that tells you that they were really high on him. If he was a guy that they brought in to be pushed. Now, unfortunately, he ultimately got overshadowed by his wife. But, like, this was clearly a guy that somebody like Vince was very high on. Yeah, you know who I was high on, Diamond Doll. <laughs> I know that was her from the 40-year-old Virgin. I know they said she was in that segment, in that yeah. part of the movie, but I never actually, oh, that's her because she looks so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a very, very good. <laughs> good good on you, DDP. <laughs> Old M- Kimberly Page. Emma might be listening to this, just, just saying. That's fine, Emma knows. <laughs> Emma's good with it? Yeah, Ayla, what were your thoughts on this? You said you really enjoyed it, so I'm curious. What well, your thoughts are. well, first of all, the fact that they were um, wrestling for the remains of her estate or whatever yeah. it was, I thought it was hilarious. $6.6 million. And I think he took someone out to start DDP yoga. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous thing. The, why that number? $6.6 yeah. million. Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know why the crowd, why the crowd wasn't into it. it was, like, all the transitions were great. Even like the end spot with um, the two tombstone pile drivers. I thought it was fun. Like, I was entertained the whole match. It's not much that's noteworthy, but from a back and forth match. I really enjoyed it, and that's the best you're gonna get from this show. Right? Yeah, and uh, other than you, Flair and Savage. If you think about it, they were way ahead of their time in the stuff that they yeah. were doing. Yeah, uh, Johnny as, B. Bad. As to what? Like that tombstone spot you see, like Okada does on the regular now, like, and people pop for it huge, but they're like. Nobody popped for it. And, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, the crowd was dead. <laughs> well, I think the pace of the match kind of slowed me down, too. It would, I would have been dead for a match like this. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't like, oh, this is awful, but it wasn't keeping me engaged enough. DDP, I mean, like 46. Like, again, <laughs> strong. Maybe this is some elements of where I wasn't in because I don't familiar with the storyline, but, like, they're looking to her. Like, he's like, give me a 10. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not 10. Familiar. I was like, well, what is that about? I have no idea. Is that... We'll get to not knowing storylines later, but I just I, I just thought it was funny, especially what Kim was doing on the outside. I really thought it was funny. Then it's a six million dollar match, which I have no idea yeah. what that was about either. I'm like, okay, it's a six million dollar match. It's <laughs> interesting. We'll get a big check afterwards. Yeah, a lot of these shows, I try not to think too much in the story and just try to enjoy the match for what it is because. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to watch the night or whatever they had beforehand, like the Nitro or the Thunder. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I, this is kind of where I was like, I'm the same with Ron. I didn't do watch a lot of WCW when I was younger because, again, I was so hardcore WWE. I didn't really give WCWD, WCW a chance. It was like they were the evil, empi- evil empire. I wasn't going to watch it. I'd watch it occasionally if there was wrestles I liked, like a Jericho or like when Guerrero was there, like guys like that, um, Benoit. I'd, I'd specifically look for matches, but I wouldn't watch the whole show. Um, whereas I watched a throwback with WWE, 
I start remembering the storylines. I can remember like, oh yeah, this came came about because of that. So watching a WCW pay per view, it's a little harder for me to kind of pick that up. You don't have the context of nah, everything. I, which... I really don't. Sometimes I'll look it up, but like I said, this pay per view wasn't wasn't keeping me interested enough to kind of look to storylines. Yeah, I did enjoy this one, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure Vince wanted to wanted him to be Johnny B. Bad in WWF. But they just couldn't do it. I, I may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that I either heard that or read that somewhere. Uh, but like you said, he won with the Tombstone, which I was not expecting. Because uh, I don't ever remember him doing that in WWF. Nah. Probably too many people doing it anyway. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were two much more notable guys who were doing it regularly. Yeah, you couldn't really <laughs> pick that one up and get uh, notarized for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a Harlem Heat interview with <laughs> Mean Gene. And how good was Booker T? What? No, Stevie Ray. How good was Stevie Ray? Like he Booker was T. light I, years ahead of Booker T on the mic. I here. can't help but laugh at anything that comes out of Booker T. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Not to. I'm not going to lie. When I see Booker T in WCW, I'm just waiting for him to drop the N-word. <laughs> it's only a matter of I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, is this that show? <laughs> is this, is this why you picked it? <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, is this that show? Well, I think he had, they had someone else standing behind him. Too, yeah, it was, it was Sherry. 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 So that's why I knew... So I was, like, I, said, I, don't think it, yeah, I was like, I don't think it's, I think it was like 93, I think. And the way he just kept calling him a couple punks. <laughs> like, <laughs> <I'm>, sucker. <laughs> With the Can breathe right, that? the breathe right nasal strip. Yeah. I didn't know that, like, because I wasn't big into just Booker T. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I liked Harlem Heat at one point when I was a kid. But I didn't know that they were saying sucker and can you dig that at this yeah, point? Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. They said sucker like every other word. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. It was great. This promo was great. I it love was it. Sucker heavy. Like, <laughs> no, the promo. question is did, did did Booker T get that from him or did he start give that to Booker T? But either way, they were throwing suckers back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. For me, it's like a volume. Stevie match. Ray was shining on the mic here. I just, like I said, anytime Booker talks, I can't help but laugh. I, I enjoyed him both. He does I mean, comedy very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after that, well, he always said, like, I always saw a lot of interviews where if people are talking about Booker T, like old wrestlers, they say, like, he always wanted to pop the boys no matter what. Yeah. Like, he just wanted to make people laugh. <laughs> yeah, and it was one more thing. Um, on the Monday Night Wars documentaries, on one of the, it was about the undercard in WCW when they started Thunder. He said they, he didn't always get opportunities to talk while he was by himself, so he would just cut promos walking down the ramp, and that's what he did during right. this. So anytime I watch an old WCW show and Booker T's on the car, I always like look out for that. Yeah, when they were walking down the ramp, because the tag match is next, right? Yeah. They were talk, uh Bobby Heenan calls the Road Warriors Legion of Doom. Yeah, I didn't know They kept going that. back and yeah. forth with that. <clears throat> I, I was did not like, notice that at all. And I had to look it up. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was their name in WWF. Yeah, they said, it, they said it a few times. Yeah, they were definitely not the Legion of Doom in WCW. Because yeah, I got confused, too. I was like, huh, what? Wait, yeah, what? Yeah, which, which team? <laughs> <laughs> Legion of Doom's not here. Huh? Um, Eric Lindros? <laughs> wow. <laughs> not expecting you to go Flyers Legion of Doom. Um, so there was tension between Sting and Luger. I don't really know why or what it was about. Um but they had a tag match against Harlem Heat. Um, the I'd, Road Warriors came in and attacked Stevie Ray. I had a feeling that they were just like a thrown-together tag team. Um, just from an outsider looking at this, that Luger and Sting kind of were just partnering up and won the championship. So they had to partner, work yeah. together. It was like WWF when they used to put like Undertaker and Austin together. <laughs> that's that's the one together. I always go to. Yeah, they just throw people together. Oh, Undertaker and The Rock. Like two, two old... World champions, like they were both world champions at one point already. Yeah, but they're like, oh well, Hogan's here, so we don't have no room for you. <laughs> you're, you're asked out. Yeah, did anybody enjoy Harlem Heat versus Sting and Luger? No, because I didn't get a Harlem Hangover. <laughs> they couldn't move. And then the lead, like he got hit with lead. <laughs> I was like, what's yeah, that? yeah, like this? a much bigger Booker T, but n- neither member of Harlem Heat could move. Yeah, they were stiff. Yeah, the, the yeah. only person that moved was Sting. Sting was really good here. I feel bad. For, like Sting was amazing. He put he carried all three of these guys. Yeah, yeah, Luger's never been good. so no. I'm not surprised. We'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> and then Luger. I just could get confused with the run in at the end. And I mean, anytime I see Lex Luger now, I just think of passion to start laughing. <laughs> Why did yeah. they want to face Lex Luger and Sting so bad? I, I don't know. I mean, I. Guess because they had the titles, right? Yeah, I, I thought that's what it was for. Well, the way I but yeah, why do they want to face them instead of? Well, the way the way I the way I interpreted was <clears throat> they're not like a legit team and they could easily like 
like disband like they, then I like Harlem he, Heat is a threat because at this point I'm not sure how many times tag team champions they were but I know they were at least ten times right they, they were like a legit champions. team yeah. and Sting and Luger were not yeah Luger one of my least favorites of all time uh, I, I just have something written down Luger interview end of the bargain I don't know why I end of the bargain what it means. <laughs> Was there I, a bargain with you and Luger that, that, that you're not telling? I, us he must have said that about something. Maybe Bobby Heenan said it. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, and then he was so happy that the Road Warriors helped him. He had like he did something. Sting was so elated. <laughs> I remember. That's what it was. Bobby Heenan said that Luger held up his end of the bargain because he won. The, he won. He got the fall, yeah. but it was because the, the Road Warriors. Yeah. Right. Uh, you we, did it too. I know. We had one man gang versus Conan. Uh, <laughs> I have in my notes here for you to elaborate on like what you like so much about him. We obviously already did it. He had a uh, good match. Yeah, he retained the U.S. Um, title. I thought it was fine. I guess it's hard to kind of kind of be a great match when you're facing the one man gang. What, what more can you do? Bakun and looked really really sharp in the ring. Well, I liked his 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 enthusiasm, style, <laughs> speed. Well, one man gang. He I don't know. I, th- I think he just m- misblocked um, Conan's drop kick at one point in this match. But the only thing I took from this was the. Um, the WCW Motorsports guy and <laughs> driver in the audience. That's the only thing I took from this. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were fixated me, the audience? For me, after One Man Gang was Akeem, I can never look at him yeah. the same. Because I, I like pop for Akeem mm-hmm. so much. So He's got a great figure. One Man Gang. It says yeah. one of the gimmicks that if you had it nowadays, it would be more of a joke than a, than a realistic gimmick. And yeah. he's another good interview. If you ever have time, look up like a one man gang mm-hmm. interview. He is it was good. a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I thought this match was fine. Uh, he retained the U.S. title. Uh, we go back to Mean Gene in the back talking about their plumbing issues. I didn't, didn't know what that was all about. <laughs> uh, but then they mentioned on the WCW hotline there were two former WWF champions that were on their way to WCW, which, as we all know, were Hall and Nash. How much longer after this did Scott Hall debut? Does anybody? It was know? in the summer. Right? It was in the summer. I think it was like um, I believe it was sometime in June, maybe. So it's a couple so, of months. Yeah, we're talking at least like four or five. Because the months. curtain call had to be a couple of months later, because Triple H was supposed to win King of the Ring that year, but they punished him. So it the, it had to be within the next two to three months that they left WWF. Yeah, uh, which is it's just funny to, to think about that. Like we're watching like right before. Like everything was literally just about to change. Yeah, but how about that dollar fifty a minute? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yikes. Who has that in '96? <laughs> My mom would look at that phone bill and whip me. <laughs> I did call a couple hotlines back in the day. Were any of them WCW? Nah. Talk to Mean Gene. No, nah, I, I, I did Tanae. some WWE. My favorite thing was that it was all like pre-recorded. Like to hear them talk about it now, like how it was just like pre-recorded the same thing. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and it was then just like, like they recorded a thing, and then that was just what would play when you called. There was a number that the wrestlers had to call, and like the writers would give them like a script, like okay, this is what you say. Really? I, yeah. I had to literally convince my dad I wasn't calling like a porn hotline. I was calling WWE to talk to the wrestlers. <laughs> no, you're not. You have to lie to me. I know. I know what you're doing. It's like, listen here, dial it. Look, <laughs> look, Dad. Yeah. Did I you never. ever like let him listen in on one of your I let him listen. WWF he, he, he gave me a weird look like Still I was didn't like, like I was a little coomsy coomsa. <laughs> yeah, it was uh I never called the WCW hotline. I promise you that. Like if you think about that four times a month you're calling and you're listening to three different messages if they're a minute a message like that's like Twenty twenty five dollars yeah. in ninety six. That's a lot. Such of, a scam for recorded messages. <laughs> a lot of money in ninety six. Yeah. Next up, we had the Taskmaster with Jimmy Hart oh. against Flying Brian. What Pillman. was even going on here? This in is the match. Match. I remember talking to you at Monday night when we went to Raw Monday night. Like you're like, who did the who? What was the, who was in the match? I was like, you don't even want to hear what happened because I don't even know what happened. The guy walked out, walk, walked in, walked out, and then Arn Anderson came out. I was like. The hell! <laughs> the first work shoot. My, my yeah. only note. What is this? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. That was Joey. <laughs> saying, what is this? Brian Pillman, one of the greatest workers ever, because he worked me. As soon as that <laughs> yep. happened, I swear to God, I paused the match and I went to YouTube to find Kevin Sullivan talk about this because I was like, <laughs> "Damn, is it real or what's going on?" Was it? No, it was a work. Cause he, cause he, he got fired him. that night too. Really? Pilman? Eric Bischoff fired him. Yeah. Will Pillman. Yep. Why? Uh, because of that, he didn't know it was a work. <laughs> so, Kevin Sullivan and they only told Arn Anderson and like Jimmy Hart and the ref. So it's like so. Right, Brian Pillman go. told him that, or Bischoff. 
No, so when Brian Pillman went to the back after the match and, the, like, the scrum to, like, get Arn Anderson out, which we'll get to, apparently, like, Bischoff went up to him and they were talking about something and then they got in a screaming match and Bischoff fired him. <laughs> and then he would infamously go to WWF and have the whole gun thing with Austin that was so controversial. Was Brian, I, But Brian Pillman was so underrated when it comes, like, when he came to WCW, like, that was ridiculous. Like, when he walked around with the cane and stuff. Mm-hmm. You gotta go, like, if you haven't seen it, you have to go back and watch it. Yeah, Pillman, very underrated. Uh, but this was real quick, and then it ends up with Arn Anderson <laughs> coming uh, off the green, <laughs> yeah. the golf course with the shorts. Yeah, Ric Flair came out to try to like patch things up between them. The right ultimate there. dad bod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, because all they wanted to do was destroy Hulkamania and Randy Savage, which that part I could appreciate, like the whole idea that. Because I've always looked at WCW like you guys were only successful because all the WWF stars came there. Like you would have never been successful if that never happened. And with the NWO, the whole infamous thing is how they made the WCW roster look so inferior to the WWF guys. This was like at least the WCW crew being like, no, like we're taking these guys out. They don't belong here. So I appreciated that part of the storyline. Yeah, this is getting to the point in the show where you're noticing, like, wow, everybody, like all their upper mid card and their main eventers are all old, <laughs> like really old. Yeah, they were all really old. Uh, I guess Flair did reconcile them, but it was uh, pretty brutal. It was hard to watch. <laughs> like the strap match was terrible. Mm-hmm. And the Taskmaster is awful. Uh-huh. Like everybody talks about how good Kevin Sullivan is, but how awful was the Taskmaster? Like in that whole Painful. faction, which we'll Painful. get to. Yeah, if you never saw anything else Kevin Sullivan ever did, but this, you definitely would not think he was. You, you would not be. Uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be a fan for sure. I mean, you watch this. They come out. They had the match with Arn Anderson and Ric Flair breaks it up, and you kind of have a loving moment. Let's bring it back in, guys. So it was. Kind of painful. Yeah, besides Pillman, the best part of this match was um, Jimmy Hart's jacket. <laughs> what was on his jacket? I didn't even The know. Taskmaster's face. Oh, God. Um, we got Mean Gene backstage with Jimmy Hart and the Giant. And this is where I found out that Hogan only had one eye for this match. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Which made a little more sense later, but, I mean, I was confused. This promo is where Pash discovered madness. <laughs> watch this promo and then head to Prep's YouTube page and watch Ron's Road Rumble promo. Same exact promo. I enjoyed this promo. It was really good. I mean, you, he looked menacing with his long hair compared to the, the shaved head. And Pash used to have long hair. Yeah. <laughs> Pash, Pash used to be a beautiful man. Now he's, just, oh, yeah, now he's a sexy beast. I was going to say, now I'm not beautiful anymore? Nah, you're, now you're a man-man. Okay. <laughs> They, see how I did uh, that? I backed that out. Because I, I literally I see that. saw this, and then I, had, I pulled up my phone with your own promo. <laughs> this is the same promo. You were comparing it like, oh, my God. Yes. <clears throat> the way he starts the promo and everything, like the head down and stuff, I was like, this is bad. So can I tell you the best thing about you making that comparison? That he had people, like, coaching him to do that, telling him what to do. And I never watched any of that stuff, and I came up with all that all on my own. Off the cuff. Um, no coaching Yeah, necessary. my Madness character was completely my own. Um, but, yeah, Hogan with one eye. The Giant says he's like Hulkamania is going to be through forever. They're billing him as seven foot four, 460 pounds, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure he was, like, legitimately, like, exactly seven feet tall. I don't think mm-hmm. he was much bigger than that. Um, he was probably wearing, like, lifts, or he had very thick soles on his shoes. Uh, but, yeah, I did enjoy this promo. I was like, oh, this is surprisingly good yeah. for what I was expecting it to be. A lot of slobber, but uh, like, I I assumed it. he wouldn't have been able to talk at this point, and he, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> the Giant was a lot of fun back in the day. Yeah, where the one strap. Um, Road Warriors versus Sting and Luger. L.O.D. This <laughs> is another one of those matches where they don't start for, like, 20 minutes. And in this case, it's because Luger wanted him to take his spiked shoulder pads off. This is this is like well into the Road Warriors career and this was not what I wanted to see. No. I wanted to see them beat the crap out of these guys. Like 
you always hear about, oh, you should have seen the World Warriors back in the day. Like, they used to shoot on everybody. That's what I wanted to see. That's not what I got. That is not what you saw. And then I was stuck watching Luger in the ring again. Awful. Luger, like, he looks like an action figure. Like, not just his body type, but, like, his body texture. Mm-hmm. You're like, speak- he looks rubber. You were speaking of bad hair earlier. I mean, this is this is right up there with, part, with some of the worst. He's another guy. I feel like his legs never straightened. Like, his his legs were always bent at the knee like a figure. Like, everything. Yeah, I hated everything about this guy. Luger was the worst. Never got good. Left icons early this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am not a, a Luger fan at all. Sting, like... I have to give it to him. Like I respect Sting. Sting clearly was a very good wrestler. Uh, had a very like a legendary career for good reason. Um, I don't count myself as a fan of his for obvious reasons. You guys all know. But yeah, I was. I did have like some hopes for this being good, and I just didn't think it was. No, it wasn't great. I mean, it was fun watching Sting in the ring. Got some Sting splashes in there. Um, LOD, like you said, it wasn't wasn't the best incarnation of him as far as everything you've kind of grown up watching but i mean it is what it is at this point there was no lod 2000 no and i love that like the main part of the match was luger being upset because they didn't take their spikes off yet <laughs> i know yeah, and he I wouldn't get that. in yeah, i love how he didn't put it over saying oh those those, uh, those spikes are dangerous they're no. dangerous <laughs> they went to a restaurant to use them as a hanger sting had kind of <laughs> sting had to like beg him to get in the ring yeah, not not the best. Like earlier, I said I forgot my notes. At this point, I'd stopped taking notes because, like, what am I taking notes for? I, I, don't, I don't have anything of interest. So you had nothing to nothing really invested in. Well, I laughed at a couple of comments of the, from the commentary, but I, you, <laughs> you guys would have those notes for me. So yeah, like Keenan just sticking up for Luger through this whole thing was the only tolerable thing about Luger for me. Um, mean Gene again had a very busy night. Uh, with Flair and Woman, like that's legit what they called her. This was what I was getting to. Okay, Flair was reading too. Really? Yeah, yes, he I was. Too. The greatest of all time, allegedly. Well, nothing fit Ric Flair any better than having a valet named Woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was great. That's Kevin great. Sullivan's wife. Well, ex-wife. Yeah. And then the late, not so great Chris Benoit. Hmm. It, su- it suited that. him perfectly. Yeah. It did. It did suit him perfect. And, like, watching this, I just remember, like, always thinking Ric Flair was, like, 100 years old. <laughs> like, there was never a time I saw Ric Flair where I thought, like, that guy looks like He's a wrestling a young champion. He's a young a buck. I love the end of the promo, though. I'm going to have Elizabeth on my left, <laughs> woman on my right, and I'm not going to tell you who I take home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, like, very, very Ric Flair, um, what you'd expect. Uh, we got a commercial for WCW Uncensored, <laughs> which I was like, how did it, like, what the second even one, is right, this? they said. Yeah. Um, mean Gene with Elizabeth. Uh, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. She Beautiful was like one, woman. One, one of my early childhood crushes back in the day. <laughs> um, Maybe call- my first. I'm trying to think, was that my first? And then I got I got to look back to see who else was in wrestling. <laughs> you spent a couple of madness moments locked in the closet about that one, huh? Well, that was this is when I was way younger. We're talking like '80s when I was like six or seven years old. Wow, well, <laughs> she was still good. <laughs> she <laughs> was still good in the late 2000, in the early 2000s. She was. You were an early. Uh, yeah. By then, by this time, I think I was just so over WCW that I probably hated her. Um, yeah, uh, she doesn't get enough recognition today. I think because she was gorgeous. Because you, you don't really see show, see them showing her much anymore. I think it's because that whole thing with him and her was so weird, and like I just think there was so much weirdness around that whole thing. Is probably a big part of the reason why they don't really talk about her anymore. But I love that Savage domestic was, violence was a yeah, gimmick. <laughs> I love that Savage was still talking about the mega powers. And saying the whole family is together again. And, like, this one, I was like, this is really weird for me. Like, that these two guys are with this company. Like, I couldn't believe it then. And even now, I'm still like, yeah, like, I had a really tough time adjusting <laughs> to this new reality. I had a tough time looking at this version of Macho Man pre-juice. And, yeah, like, this was when he was wearing the big hats. Because, obviously, the, the Macho Man you and I grew up on was not... He just had, like, a bandana and a robe, and he just wore the trunks. And at this point, he's wearing, like, the crazy tights. Yeah. He's wearing the big coat. I dig it. And the big hat. A little bit of everything. I love that gear. uh, He was the national spokesman for Slim Jim at this point. Ooh. 
And that's why, like, he definitely is one of the slightly more than a handful of guys in the industry that was, like, a legitimate household name. Like, everyone knew who Macho Man was. Just think about this character, and years before this, Vince wanted him to retire. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. like, threw him behind a desk when this guy was, like, a star. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to have a year-long feud with HBK when he was, like, just breaking out as a single star. And, like, the fact that we were deprived of that really pisses me off. Yeah, that would have been something something to really get everything going. I mean, it would have been awesome. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. Favorite Macho Man story was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat telling them how, like, they're gearing up for this WrestleMania match. And when they're going over the match, Macho Man's like, all right, lock up. And Ricky's like, okay. And he's like, no, write it down. <laughs> like, he made you write down everything. Yeah, like, they apparently prepared, like, three months for that match and had, like, like pages and pages of notes on what they did. And they write down lockup. Pulled it off beautifully. It turned out uh, many people believe it's the greatest match of all time. Is that your favorite match of all time? Uh, no, but it's high on the list. Um, I credit it with Oh, no, yours is uh, the first Hell in the Cell, First Hell in the Cell, Bad Blood, 97. Mark. Um, <laughs> but that is up there among my favorite matches of all time. Uh, this is where we get Flair versus Savage in the Steel Cage. I'm guessing this isn't on your list. <laughs> not on my list. Like, it was fun to watch these two, but this was not really a great match at Did all. Did crack, crack the top 20? No. Uh, Flair was only a 12-time world champion at the time. We saw a lot of Flair. 13. He became the 13th. 13, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah going 13. in, he was a 12-time. He became 13. We on saw a lot of Flair blue booty. Yeah, oh, yeah, more than I was expecting. And, like, on, yeah, multiple occasions. Um, I was waiting for the twig and berries to pop out. <laughs> I, it, I it was not too far off. I don't think. No, it couldn't have been. What was, what, what was keeping it in there at that point? <laughs> um, he wanted to kiss Liz before the match. Um, Me too. <laughs> I loved like part of the difference between like when Savage would get thrown into the cage, he would end up hung up on the ropes, and Flair getting thrown into the cage would just like die. <laughs> um, and this, uh, this goes back to a, a point I make often, is Ric Flair being one of those guys, like, you look at him. He doesn't look especially strong. He doesn't look like he should be tough. He looks like more of, like, the pretty boy type, and he definitely portrays himself as, like, a wimp and a coward. But he definitely does have that toughness that bothers people so much, and I think that's what's so good. We, I think we mentioned this about HBK, like him going in number one, in the 1995 Rumble. And, like, that was his gimmick was, like, you hate me because I'm a pretty boy and I'm loud and I'm obnoxious, but I am that good, too. And, like, that's kind of what Flair had the same thing. And the idea that he could overcome these obstacles definitely rubs people the wrong way. Uh, what were your thoughts on this match, Alo? Well, I thought this was... <clears throat> They don't like, when they show Ric Flair matches. They don't show a lot of the mid WCW mid mid nineties WCW stuff. I think this is really good, like like a really nice old school cage match. Of course, Flair has a lot of color in this match, and mm-hmm. I really did enjoy this match for what it was. I could like I told Prep that oh I told you guys when we first shot the show that I enjoyed the I had to make, kind of make myself enjoy the last main event, but both these main events kind of like. I had the same thoughts of like what if this happened today in the IWC? Would ha- how much they would hate this. Mm-hmm. And they would just talk about how these two old guys, they're burying young talent. Why isn't Booker T in the main event? <laughs> these two old guys, 13 reigns, really, Flair? 13? <laughs> a shoe? A shoe? <laughs> we saw these guys at Wrestle, was it WrestleMania 8 or 10? Or was it, or, or was WrestleMania it 6. No, no, no. Was it WrestleMania 6? Was it 8? It wasn't 6. Was it 8, prep? Maybe it was 8. I'm not sure. It was 8 or 9. R- really? You want to see these guys? These two guys? We saw these guys at WrestleMania 8 or 9. Nobody wants to see this. Come on. Like, that's just that's how I got through this. Uh, like, I thought it was funny because 13 times at that time, that was a lot. And nowadays, we have a few guys that's over 10, 10 title reigns. And I thought it was really interesting to see that that was Flair's 13th reign at this time. Yeah, we got to see the vintage Flair stomach bump at one point. Um, Hogan comes out after... Liz gave the shoe to Flair, cost Savage the match. Uh, Hogan came out and I guess kind of was was pissed off about the way it happened. Liz is a turncoat, brother. Like that whole thing. He does his interview with Mean Gene. Did you like this match at all or not really? 
the flare match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, these guys were clearly a little past their prime, but seeing Macho Man is always fun for me. And Flair, like, I like Flair flops and stuff like that. Like, yeah. The stuff that people complain about now, like, oh, that's not when he was, like, with Dusty Rhodes and stuff like that. Who cares about the Flair flop? That stuff is fun to me. <laughs> like, And then Liz turning on um, Macho Man at the end and giving Flair the shoe. That was a fun Does finish. anybody know mm-hmm. what happens with that? I think she ends up, like, there's the whole thing of, like, videos. Like, there's all these vignettes of, like, her hanging out with Flair, Flair, like, at Flair's house or, like, hanging out so by the pool So it was a long time coming. Th- that was WWE, though, wasn't it? No. Uh, maybe. No, I think it was WCW. It had to be WCW. I know there was, like. Maybe it was. Honestly, It was I don't pictures remember. leading up to WrestleMania with her in WWF Magazine with Flair. It had to be WCW. That, that, that happened. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, then, okay, then my revised answer is no, I don't know okay. what ever happened with this. Um, Let me just tell you that. And then Hogan comes out to his best theme music. <laughs> I know, that's your favorite. My favorite you Hogan that. song <laughs> of all time. It makes one of you. I can remember you blasting it in Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> blasting it everywhere we go. Um, did you like this match, Joe, or not really? Eh, it was okay. It wasn't great. wasn't wasn't awful. Um, there's some moments in there that I got a question, like R- Ric Flair just turn around and... Deck the ref after I, no, no reason. I laughed so hard at that. I laughed. I, I didn't like, see it coming at all. I was all. like, why? What, what, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, like just knock like the ref out. Like he turned around and knocked the ref out. There was one where Ric Flair, like, he turned it around on, on Macho Man, did a move, and like two minutes later he just fell yeah. flat to his face. <laughs> um, it's It was good moments. I mean, like you said, the turn. Um, it's always good to see Flair with the color. A uh, little too much moon for, for yeah. my liking. You know, he, he did have a, a very voluptuous bump, bump yes. but I mean... We'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep Besides it the point. Besides <laughs> the point. I mean, I don't want to get too much. Tonight. It was a very flimsy cage, too. Yeah. He, he, I remember one point he smacked his head into the cage and the door opened. Yeah. <laughs> the door that was supposed to be locked to keep Arn Anderson out just opened. Yeah, the door opened. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was fine. I enjoyed seeing these two guys together. Uh, and it was good Hogan. for what it was. I enjoyed Macho Man. Ric Flair sells, and it's always fun to watch that. Yeah. Um, and... Heenan, this is the part where like Heenan openly rooting for Flair, like to me I thought was like a really nice touch on the match. Um, Hogan has his interview with Mean Gene, and it, I was just like, this gimmick really was so tired at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I never again, understood how the hair was like okay. Like, how is that okay with you guys? This awful hair. Mm-hmm. Shave your head already. Right. And he still rocks that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty to sure this it's day. by now. To this day. Like, it's Probably. so perfect in the back. Mm-hmm. There's no way it's real. I don't, I don't you know. You got plugs? Or a wig. Under yeah, that. That's I why it never love, takes I a bandana. No way it's a wig. If you had a wig that was a full yeah. bald head. <laughs> There's no way it's a wig. That would be like... No, I feel like he puts that like, horseshoe is too perfect. He wears like yeah, a no whole way. head thing, right? Not just a mm-hmm. like a whole band, like not a, just a bandana. So if he puts the thing over, so it's his like head, Kane's mask, and it's just like his hair <laughs> on the bottom. Yeah, I'm somehow I'm gonna call uh, no. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's not what's going on. I'm on record as I hope it is fake because I would love that <laughs> if he's wearing a fake bald head. Um, yeah, this gimmick was really tired. I was very much over it by this point. I think most people were. And, again, not too long after, this gimmick would be torn to shreds um, in, like, the moment that really changed wrestling forever. Um, it's interesting to, to see it at this point, knowing what would happen a few months later, because he, like, legitimately flipped the whole wrestling industry on its head. Like, that, I thought that was the last time I would see people truly, like, stunned at something that happened in wrestling. And, obviously, The Undertaker losing to Lesnar... Some people look just as stunned by that. But we've talked about it before, and I know Alo has made this point about, like, the only thing that could, like, rival that is if Cena made the turn. But, like, I don't even think that would come close because, one, it's, like, it was already done with Hogan. And, two, I don't think Cena as, like, the superhero is ingrained in, like, the fabric of our society of pop culture. Like... If you watch wrestling, you know, or even if you, like, pay attention to morning shows and stuff like that, you know who John Cena is. But Hogan was, like, viewed as a superhero universally. Yeah, it would definitely be shocking, but it wouldn't be to the same scale as Hulk Hogan. Like you said, it's been done, and it was just 
mind-blowing at that time. I mean, Cena would, would be epic, but it wouldn't be to that level. Yeah, it would be a huge deal for, like, us and, like, for kids watching. But, like, like I even remember, pe- like, adults that I knew at the time being like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Like, they had probably hadn't watched wrestling in 15 or 20 years. Like, I can't believe, like, Hulk Hogan's a bad guy now. And, like, I don't think it would have the same shockwaves. But, like, I don't know if there's anything that could happen in the wrestling industry now that would be, would, like, shock the foundation so much. Right now, I can't even think of anything. Like, I was like, oh, what if Roman turns? But Roman, by proxy, is already a heel. Like, he's the most hated man in wrestling, so. Right. That's why, that's why, like, when you say, I agree with you when you say, well, Cena, that probably won't do it either because that's somebody that people already boo, like, it's not going to make a difference. I think the thing that that turns wrestling upside down has to be something bigger than a heel turn. It has to be something that has to do with the product, like Vince McMahon giving it up. Like, imagine what that would do. Right. Yeah, you're right. It has to be something on a much bigger scale than, like, one character. Like, what if he just stepped down? Mm Mm-hmm. And they say, like, all right, this is the new Vince, per se. Yeah, that would be a huge thing. Like, I guarantee you the next week the ratings will be higher than ever. Right. I agree, too. Um, So, thoughts on this match. Hogan against the Giant. The 7'4", 460-pound son of Andre the Giant. It mirrored the the match with his father. (laughs) (laughs) And Hulk Hogan burying young talent. Yes, burying young talent. (laughs) Um, gotta stay strong, brother. <laughs> he buried a lot of people here. I mean, they're at the end, two moves. <laughs> the end was ridiculous. At, at the end, it just got chaotic. People yeah, were no. in there. I was like, chair shots. What is this? And why is this? Yeah, happening? why? And and like, we're supposed to be intimidated by the Loch Ness. Like that guy is not intimidating at all. It looks like someone who's carrying my trash. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what is going on? And this this was when I was like, I can't believe I liked Hogan. Like this is terrible. It was terrible. Uh, he no-sold the choke slam, fights the giant off the top turnbuckle, climbs out. The taskmaster runs in and hits Hogan with a chair. Then the entire Dungeon of Doom is out, and he's hitting the weakest chair shots on, like, literally every guy over yeah. and over one guy again. hit the chair shot, like, barely tapped him in the head, and he ran over and flipped over the ropes, like, f- five feet away. Yeah, good job, Ming. I thought you were, like, the toughest man in wrestling. Yeah, well, not after that. Uh, Hogan fights everyone off. <laughs> everyone. Very strong, brother. <laughs> Stood tall at the end. So you think he had complete creative control over the ending of this? He's holding his hand to the <laughs> ear, holding his hand to his ear at the end of the show, as it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, classic Hogan, though. Like, what you'd expect from him. I, I don't really know what else to say about this match or, or the show. The end was ridiculous, but I loved I loved the show. I had fun. <laughs> I did like I said, I did enjoy watching it. And this was also the difference between this and us doing Fall Brawl ninety eight. I think I mentioned this to Joey the other day, is that was like the height of like me hating the hating that product, hating those guys so much, which led to like me just tearing it apart from start to finish. Whereas this was more like I was kind of indifferent about it. So I don't have, like, the same, like, pent-up, like, anger built up over it. So I was able to, like, enjoy it for what it was. Like I said, this was kind of like wrestling puberty. Like, it was not the 80s anymore, but it was not what the 90s turned into. It was, like, stuck right in the middle. It hadn't, like, fully grown up yet, but it was it was stuck there, so... It was interesting for me to watch uh, for those reasons. Uh, does anybody else have any other thoughts about Hogan and Giant or the show as a whole? I mean, this was his favorite ver- song of Hulk Hogan. The, the, for me, I was waiting for that that All American Pop. I love uh, that. Song I used so to much. love it. It didn't happen. I was kind of disappointed. I, I was like, Oh no, where am I? I cried a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Um, then we watched the match. It was eh. it was one, a wrestling one, match. One eyed Hulk Hogan. Yeah. The bandage ripped off, violently torn off at one point during the match. Uh, Alo, any other thoughts? Very young talent, brother. Mm. So now, the mystery of the March throwback madness, I assume, is about to be revealed. Can be revealed? Yes. So, March's throwback madness will be 
well, actually, we'll begin the road to WrestleMania throwback match. We're bringing that back. So the five weeks lead up to WrestleMania, you will get a throwback madness every Monday leading up to WrestleMania. That's true. I forgot that that was starting in March. So we're not telling anyone what the first one is. It well, be my best throw- friend did last right. week. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure nobody remembered. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're going to leave the other four alone. All right, so keep that. Like, keep your eyes open in March for the road to WrestleMania throwback madness. Like Alo said, a throwback every week for five weeks leading up to WrestleMania. We each picked one. Um, so if nobody has any other final thoughts, I guess that is the show. That is a wrap on Super Brawl 6 uh, for Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever C.K. Joe Rodermel. You know you want it. <laughs> for Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina, the international YouTube star. This is your boy. <laughs> for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next month. Hop on the top rope by the land with elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the pump handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand, this is Superman, it's a summer slam, here we go again, fans mocking man, man I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land, off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell, talking madness, awesome well, what I'm cooking man, y'all off the smell.